0: for that twenty four hour woman. I can work till five o'clock. Come home and read your tickety time. Tonight I'm gonna cook for the kids. And if it's loving you want I can kiss you and give you the shit and fit. Are the eight hour perfume for your twenty four hour
1: woman. Alright, so that's an interesting commercial. What's your thoughts on that?
0: <laughs> My
2: thoughts are that a man made it.
1: <laughs> so you think a man made it. I say I don't know. I think it's just some clever marketeer that knows how to how what men I mean, that's our fantasy, isn't it? That you know, you got a woman that's cooking, cleaning for you, um, and then you know, get to have your wicked way with her as well.
2: Ollie definitely wishes that dinner was ho- ready when he got home every night. It never is.
1: It never is. Yeah, I <laughs> miss those days. Uh, that's going to get me in trouble, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so, but the, the you know, the 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 point though, that I know we want to have this conversation about this, is that I mean, it's indicating that women can do it all. They can go, they can work, take care of the kids, take care of their man, um, and just do 24-7. They don't need to sleep. They're superhuman. Yeah, we're women. basically
2: bionic, and it can, it's all possible if you buy this perfume. Yeah. Amazing. I might buy it today. Do you they gonna still get, make it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if they
1: do. All right, so welcome to um, the Havana Cafe Sessions podcast. Now, I did mention to you in the last episode and also in the newsletter that we're going to be changing up the format a bit, so um, the voice you're hearing is from Amy Mann and not Sarah Hunt, as you're used to hearing. Hey there. How you doing? So uh, we'll, get, we'll get Amy to introduce herself in just a second. So yeah, so the new format, um, it's, a, it's just a little bit of a tweak of the format, which is uh, um, I'll be the main sort of host, and then we're going to have guest co-host. And Sarah's still around. She's just on a some kind of, she's on a sabbatical. She's on a journey. She,
2: she's having a little break.
1: <laughs> she's having a little break. And um, while she ha- gets another project off and going. So she'll still be doing episodes, but just not as frequently as she's trying to get her new project, which is all around meditation and luminous beings. And sounds exciting and something <laughs> that I desperately need right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so we got Amy here in our studio and Havana Cafe's basement <laughs> right next <laughs> to the kitchen. In the luxurious
2: <laughs> setting, yeah.
1: yes yeah, it's, it's, it's great down here. I like this space down here. Um, and yeah, so Amy, talk to me. Who are you?
2: Who am I? Uh, well, I am a mum to three little people and married to Ollie. We have a dog, um, but I'm a podcaster and a blogger. And really my role for the work that I do in this world is to help other parents like me, whose kiddos have special needs and disabilities, to really be able to successfully advocate for their kids but and for themselves as well. We have a really, really tough situation. There's a lot of austerity measures and um, not a lot of money going round or ability for people to access the things that they need for their kids. And so the work that I do is to help people learn the skills that I use now successfully to get things that I need for Freddie just to help them really be empowered and, and advocate well. So that's that's my role in the world.
1: Yeah, that's just that's not just a role. There's lots of roles that you put in there. <laughs> wow. And as I did in your intro, you know, your entrepreneur, your mom, your wife. You got three kids. One has a special needs. So that mm-hmm. brings its own challenges in there. Loads. You write for you do some magazine stuff as well. Avenues. You? Yeah. So you do a lot of stuff for charities. You're involved with. Um, which, which charities are you involved in, in? Partnership. Yeah, yeah, you're involved with that. You also don't you do some work for um, one of the other charities. The Swan UK. Well? Yeah, yep. I used to be Swan a parent UK.
2: representative for Swan, but I just couldn't give it all that it needed, so I kind of help out on the sidelines now. Yeah, but, there you go. Yeah.
1: So you're fulfilling all these things. So you're, I guess I'd have to ask Ollie this question. Does, <laughs> for two things does he <laughs> get the food, and, no. and do you make him have the shivering quakes as well? <laughs> <laughs> so.
2: Probably not when he comes home and I'm in my pajamas at four o'clock. <laughs>
1: So you're, you are, on the surface, yeah, you're doing it all. Now, it probably looks that way. Yeah. And it was you that came up with this topic because mm-hmm. we were together doing um, your podcast. Yeah. And we've gotten into a conversation about the fact that there's almost this myth that women can do it all. So what made you have that thought? So what was going, what's going on in your world? In Paint world. us a picture, picture well, of your world. As you were listening world. to my rage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Paint a picture for us on what's going on in your wallet made you have that question, question the myth.
2: I think um, I was thinking quite a lot about what I'm doing with my business at the moment and how much time that is or is not available to me to kind of make that happen. And the frustrations around that and the frustrations come from trying to balance work, kids, being a wife, keeping the home right. It's not tidy in my house at all.
1: Um, yeah, your house is way more tidy than, than mine. You didn't and, see upstairs. <laughs> and, listen, and I have no excuse, or we have no excuse, because our kids are twenty-three and twenty-one. Reese's gonna kill you. She'll be like, "It is tidy clean." No, <laughs> no, she won't. She's just as bad as I am. So don't. Yeah, this it's a mess it's in our like, house. So yeah. We and we have no excuse.
2: <laughs> well, I still don't think. I don't know. It's just. It's just harsh.
1: Or it's, do you do a mad? clean up before I come over is yeah that why so anytime tighties. anyone
2: comes over that's that's it we have to like blitz the whole house and then it just stays as clean as possible and then it all just goes to pants and then when someone else is coming over again we just clean it again ah. so that's it um but I was thinking about what I was like before kids before marriage in my 20s and I think I was very very naive in retrospect thinking that yeah, I'm going to have a job and I'm going to earn X amount and we're going to live in this kind of house and we're going to do the, all these kind of holidays and we're going to have kids and they'll do this and we'll have all these experiences and it's all these kind of expectations that you set upon yourself. And I've always been a, you know, very much like you know, women's rights and we can absolutely do all those things and we can. I mean, we are still in a point in the UK where we do not, as women, have equal rights to men. Mm-hmm. I think there's only five or six countries in the entire world what do
1: you mean by so that? Like don't equal pay, yeah.
2: equal opportunities. You know, for the for the sake, regardless of kids. But the problem is, it's it's the kids, and that's why you end up because you are usually the primary caregiver. Society looks at it and says, "Well, you don't get as much because you can't put as much in." But if you actually look at the statistics of women versus men in the same role for the same amount of time, take all the kids out of it, women are still paid way less than men for the same role, right, in this country. Um, And it's not cool. (laughs) And I always thought, well, stuff that, you know, that's that's not going to affect me. But actually it does. And now that I have a family, but particularly I suppose I do have extra challenges with Freddie. Right. um, Who is my one with special needs.
1: And you've chosen, because you worked full time, but once you had your first child, that Mm -hmm. you choose to be a stay-at-home mom? Um,
2: So not initially. I chose to work part-time. Okay. But actually as he got older and his needs became more apparent and we had so many different appointments and you know, therapies and what have you. It just wasn't really possible. And I tried to go back to work after my second one on a reduced part time. But it and I understood it completely, but it wasn't gonna work for the company that I was working for and it wasn't really going to work for me. And actually as I've gone and we obviously now have three, I take my hat off to any mums out there who work full time and have the kids.
1: But what's that experience like, I, I mean, in terms of, you know, having a young family, you know, you know toddlers and below, mm-hmm. going to work and doing that bit, and then knowing that you've got to come home, get the kids some mom love, <laughs> and do dinner, and, you know, and I guess I'm being sexist here by assuming that you have to come home and do the dinner and then get the kids ready for school the next day kind of thing. And I know us guys, we do participate sometimes, but... It, i mean, you're right I mean it does a lot of times it does fall on the um, mom as the sort of yeah. primary caregiver, but what was that experience like for you I think I'm trying to do i mean i'm bo
2: it's definitely like we at home we do have a situation where really actually i mean I do a lot of the cooking for the kids, but on the whole Ollie is is the chef in our house partly because he cooks way better than me and he likes it and i don't I find it really boring um so he does do quite you a lot. I find
1: cooking boring. Oh. You just lost some oh. points in my mind now. Really? man. Yeah, no, I d- you just uh. dropped a couple of levels now. No. I like
2: eating it, but I don't like spending an hour making it for it to oh. take 10 minutes to eat it. No. Um, so he actually quite likes it. So that's that's quite I good. I only like
1: cooking cool stuff, like on the grill and things like that. Barbecue. <laughs> barbecue, very, barbecue, um, very meat-oriented right. So dishes. you know
2: that. What happens yeah. is you say you're doing the cooking and you yeah. do the barbecue, but Ruth has probably done all the preparation no, and all the shopping
1: for no. well she's done all the shopping yeah, you <laughs> see, <you> see. <laughs> and she's made the list and all that other jazz <laughs> yeah yes
2: yeah, so it doesn't just happen <laughs> it
1: just doesn't happen
2: but yeah. it's not you know it's just i think it's the mental load and probably some of the pressure we put on ourselves mums have this amazing ability to have guilt about everything even when you haven't really done anything but you just feel guilty about stuff even if you try not to and um but it's the mental load, it, because although...
1: But what's the guilt like? What's the conversation that's going on in your head?
2: Oh, my God, it's loads of things. Even to the point where I was chatting to some, um, some of my inner circle this morning, we had a, a meet-up, and um, we were talking about how you know kids are actually... There's loads of evidence to show that, that children are affected, their DNA changes whilst you're carrying them, whilst you're pregnant with them. And, and I was like, God, when I was pregnant with Bella... We were stressed. It was at the peak of all of Freddie's physios and his appointments. And, you know, I didn't have as much time to be as calm and and what have you with her. And I think part of her being highly strung is probably, I feel guilty. Is that me because I didn't relax enough? I mean, obviously, you never know. And you can only really do what you can do to the best of your ability at the time. And that's absolutely right. We were in a, a tricky situation and I did my absolute best. But I do think, oh, is, is that my responsibility? Am I yeah. responsible for how highly strong she is at six years old already? Possibly, possibly not. But
1: is highly strong a bad thing? You say that, like, being high-strong is bad.
2: Um, well, it is when <laughs> I have to deal with it.
1: <laughs> so it's bad for you.
2: <laughs> yeah, bad for me.
1: <laughs> but good for her, because she'll be able to get more of what she wants. I
2: know. Well, to be fair, we are very, very alike, and I see myself in her a lot. Yeah. But it, it's hard managing it. Like, I want her to be a strong, independent woman... Uh, as her mom, it is hard work. Yeah. I have to say. So
1: now think about that. So strong, independent woman. So where does that model come from? So that's something that you've been told that women now have this should be strong and independent. Is there pressure then to be strong and independent and you know do everything? And and I think back to growing up and I think uh, an environment. At, in one at one point in time, I lived down in the, in the south in the states. Mm-hmm. And there was still um, the expectation that uh, the women folk did, you know, they took care of the house and they took care of their man. They the women
2: folk—it's cracking me yeah, up. Yeah, well that's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's that's
1: the South where you right there. So, um, but they took pride in t- to doing that, and to the point that you know they would, you know, they, they could be derogatory towards. Other women mm-hmm. who were off doing other things, like building a career, doing things like that, um, and and you know, whenever there was like a divorce or something like that, they blame mm. the woman and says it's because she didn't know how to take care of a man. Oh, but that was, the, that was that was that was <laughs> supposed to stick together. But that was the kind of mentality, yeah, um, of that. Um, and so, I guess yeah, my question is, then where does the, where does the independent archetype come from what's the driver behind you wanting to be that way and did you feel that you have to be that way um and then maybe that does that the pressure to say well actually I'm, I'm meant to be independent i'm going to be independent are there times when you feel like well actually i would quite like to you know be a woman and just kind of do woman stuff this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> um okay
2: so i think that um being a mum is actually, I have come to realise, the most difficult job there is going. And especially if you if your child has special needs, it is incredibly overwhelming. I, my brain is normally shot to pieces by 9am on a school day already. I just think, oh my God. And I think... It's kind of underrated in in today's society where it is that whole, like, women can have it all, you can go to work and be a mum and do the homework and make the flipping fancy dress costumes every month that they require at school for each individual child. One's got to be a bird and one's got to be an explorer and all the things that you have to get done. Um, But if, like, I often think to myself, well, if I wasn't here, well, let's not do it too much, but if I wasn't here and Ollie had to pay somebody to fill my shoes to do all of the stuff that I do for the kids at at home... How much would that cost? What is the value of that? And I think there's a bit of a misconception over the value because if you're not bringing physical money into the house, mm. are you as valuable? So, yeah, Ollie brings the bulk of the money into the house and we couldn't live without that. But without me doing my job, which is unpaid, at home as a mum, how, how would we function?
1: Well, see, now that's the mindset that I have, that, it's, that is equal so for me that's a balance thing mm. right so I don't see either more important than the other the fact that you have the luxury to balance that out so that one's doing this aspect and one's doing the other makes for the synergy of the whole
2: and I do think we have uh, between us in our relationship we mm. do have that luxury that I can do
1: that but some people would lord that over you and say well I bring on all the money and blah blah and your job's yeah. easy just hang out which I hundred percent disagree. Like I would not want to have to stay home with the kids like all the time. Although sometimes you know, from a man's point of view, <laughs> I'd be looking like, what man? You don't have to go and deal with crazy bosses. You don't have to get up and fight the commute into work. And oh all yeah, I definitely can't with work with for anyone again. No way. <laughs> you know, and then you know, all you got to do is hang out with the kids and you know go to the park, push them on the swing. You know, eat lunch, chill out. With your you have picnic. so no idea.
0: <laughs> if I was Ruth, I'd be killing you right now. But
2: I uh, no, and Ollie doesn't ever say, like, he, he absolutely thinks the same thing, or at least that's what he says to my face. But you know, he, he says the same. We couldn't, we couldn't function if I was at work full time for somebody else under those pressures. There is no way. I mean, there are 13 weeks' holiday anyway that we have to cover between us. There's for Freddie, there's all the medical appointments. Like, he's got an operation next week, that's another week off. There's no way.
1: So let me ask you this now. Go on. Do you put pressure on Ollie to do more stuff at home, even though he's done his part of the bargain by the time he gets back?
2: Uh, I don't know if I put more pressure on, but he naturally gets stuck in. Like, the minute he walks in, there's none of this, like, 1950s oh, I'm not ready to be a dad yet. I must just sit down with a a whiskey in my paper before I speak to the children. You
1: don't have this paper ready for me. We don't have that rubbish. And his cigar and his whiskey ready? (laughs) He
2: comes in and he's on the battlefield. We're in the bath, there's kids shouting, the dogs barking. He's just in straight away, putting them to bed with me, you know, and and he will cook dinner. So he, I mean, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't marry him. (laughs) If if I thought that he was just going to be like, oh no, I'm sorry, I need my space now. There's no way we'd still be together. But he doesn't. And he's never, ever said, I can't do it. He just gets straight into it. And I think that's what makes it work. But he can see how, you know, exhausted I am sometimes by the time he gets back. Um, But I I think that pressure for bringing...
1: on a little secret as well? Go on. No, I can't speak for Ollie, but the trick that I learned is to do that because it's easier than having to deal with you otherwise. Yeah, of course it is. (laughs) Otherwise (laughs) I'm raging. (laughs) Like, like I I didn't like doing any of that, but I thought, you know what? It's much easier just to do it. Mm Mm-hmm and then then you're off yeah you know, then Ruth's off my back you know, and then i can then i can go do my my thing but if yeah. i try to do something else before then then you just get all kinds of grief then you get grief coming and going
2: yeah i mean maybe he thinks that maybe he <laughs> does think it's easier but it it is because i, w- I would be like mad yeah. cuz it you know having kids in my view today is a partnership when i look at my grandparents and how that was for them and how it sort of still is today i mean they're, st- they're still going <laughs> you know it was very much like he went to work and my gran did everything at home but that but that is everything so he literally would get up she'd make his breakfast so we'd have breakfast and you know oh, for my man, dad or whatever days, yeah. yeah cook breakfast mm. she'd have made his lunch probably send him off to work he'd go do all that and in the during that time she'd be doing all the housework and changing the beds and you know cooking the food and then he'd have a cook meal when she got home and then every, and he'd just sit and have a drink and read the paper I mean, no way could that happen in our house now. Uh, Lucky if that anyone gets That sounds like bliss, man. That's yeah, it bliss. does, <laughs> doesn't it? But <laughs> when I look at that, that's not the life that I would want yeah. because actually for me, work and having something that is interesting to me that's outside the kids is really good for my mental health. And there's, there are some stats around to show that actually when you do have that job, even if it's not for many hours a day, it is really good for you. It's good for your mental health and and physically and getting out of the house and getting away from the pressures that you've got going on at home. So I think it's really worthwhile. But you can see how, or I can, it's just my opinion, if you're not going out of the home to work and you are just focusing on that thing at home, I don't know, maybe you do it better. Because I'm a bit unsure about this. You know, we can multitask. That's the
1: question, isn't it? The question is, well, what's the unintended consequences of, Mm. you know, go and holding down a full-time job for the mothers that do full-time jobs and then um, have to, you know, so that's less time that they get to spend with the kids. What's the, versus a mom that has the luxury of being able to, I say luxury as in they can afford Mm. that one parent doesn't have to go to work so they can actually stay home with the kids, which not every, some people don't, they don't have the option. Both parents have to work. No, they not um, But if you're in a position where one person can work and the other one can look after the home, what's the experience like for the kids that have a mom that's able to be that hands-on with them through the whole of their process versus a mom that isn't able to do that because financially um, it's just not possible to do?
2: Okay, I guess it's kind of pros and cons to it because like when I grew up, my mom was always at home. She did go to work when I was older. But she was always there for me, no matter what. I never felt that, that there was nobody there. But equally, I think when you have, when you grow up and you have a mum who works, actually that role model is also really important. And as we go on in the world, we, we're not in the 1950s anymore. Yes, some of us do stay at home more, or you know, just have we work less hours to fit around the kids. But actually, for me to give Bella the role model of you can go out and work and you should earn your own money. I mean, I absolutely am a believer that you should have your own money. Mm. I think that's also really important. It's just, and it's, everything is different for every family. There's no one right answer. Yeah. But it's just that I think lately that conversation came up with us because I was struggling with it because I am very used to earning my own money. Does that
1: weaken the union? If, if the model is, go be your own entity. Mm. So don't depend on a guy or girl or whatever. Don't depend on someone else, but have your own thing. So you already come into this partnership with the idea that it's a partnership, it's a, almost a Venn diagram, as in here's the partnership is where the two circles meet, but then there's this other independent... Or even maybe they don't even meet. <laughs> we just happen to stay in the same house <laughs> and share some common things, but I'm a, my own independent entity.
2: And I mean, we definitely work as a partnership. Yeah. And, you know... Like, bit TMI, but our money is ours. You know, what, the, the choices that we make are, be, are between us, like holidays or what we're going to buy. We discuss everything. And not because of, there's any kind of feeling that I have to talk to Wally about it before I do it. I mean, I just, you know, buy stuff. I don't have to tell him. But the big decisions and, and how see, I just
1: sp- abdicate all that. I don't have no idea <laughs> about anything financial in our house. It's <laughs> just like here... I don't
2: really No, I mean yeah. to be fair I do I do most yeah. of the banking and all the rest of it but then I guess I've got supposedly university in commas, more time to do it but but my point is that, that we are just we are a union and it's a family it's a family income whatever comes into the house however it comes in it's a family income it's our home and we are as one whereas I know lots of co- families have it where you know the husband has one income the wife has another they put a little bit together but we just don't do that we just everything's piled in this is our family and this is how we work it and that that's what works for us it's yeah. not for everyone but that is what works for us but the point about me earning money or bringing something into the house actually isn't because there's any pressure from Ollie to do it. It's a pressure that I put on myself because... It, and it's to- it makes me feel totally wrong saying it. But I completely see what my value is as a mum and the role that I carry out there, particularly you know, with the additional needs for Freddie. But actually, I somehow still have this yearning for providing more myself individually putting that in it's like a self-worth thing yeah. and it's really hard because I don't want to be tied to that but I actually can't help it so I don't know where it comes from but I do have this issue where I I kind of strive for that and I want that as well and it's such
1: so, it like that you do you have a, a model that says yes yeah, so that, you know woman success and you have that model mm-hmm. the question i guess is can you can you do it or as and that's the model that i want to be yet but actually because the energy you have to put into the family mm. that you can't put energy into building that yeah. model exactly how you would maybe I, want to do it. Because so, imagine if you had, it was just you and you were single and you had, the, you know, that would be your life to do that, then yeah. you could go off and, you know, because it's only, you know, everybody has just 24 hours in a day, isn't it? It's not and, enough. And, 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 but that's the thing is, you, I mean, how much can you do in a day? And mm. um, can you, and I know there are, people that do it they're like oh, well on the surface we see that they do it they go off and they build a high powered career we don't know what necessarily what the family situation is like mm. or what it does with, to the kids longer term but you know they make that choice and they they kind of go that route yeah but, but i guess my point would be is you can't be in two places at once no you can't so you divert an attention to one space or the other space and and, yeah, how much of that can you can you do?
2: I mean, I definitely know that if, I, if I'm conscious of what's happening and I think today is a family day, so, you know, try and put the phone aside a bit, and I'm not doing any work today and my focus is just on the kids, I am a much better mum when I am doing that mm. versus when I'm trying to do that and write emails and, you know, do bits of work and order the shopping and whatever it is. But it's very hard to just be completely focused on one thing but for me that's when I do my best work so I was like today is a work day tomorrow is a kid day or you know whatever it's going to be and try and compartmentalize it in that way but when you have days where you have to be everything to everybody and everybody needs a piece of you I think what actually happens which is what happens to me is it is just burnout yeah and so you can have it all but there are consequences and those consequences are either you know mental health burnout or physical burnout and uh, you know we've got like four weeks left in the UK for until until the six weeks holiday and you know some um some parents that I know like relish the idea of the six weeks holiday because they're like oh we haven't got to be up and out and and doing and have all the homework and I agree with that like that is a relief But actually, for me, I quite like a bit of my own time in the day. I like to be able to do my own things as well. I mean, it maybe sounds a bit selfish when you're a mum, but I do like that. And I find the six weeks hardcore, hardcore to get through.
1: Yeah. I never never relished it. I was glad that I was working because I get to get out of the house. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a
2: whole different routine and it's different needs and requirements for the kids and everything. And, you know, that's great. But I just... It's hard. It is hard.
1: And I'm just thinking like, as you were saying, like you have, uh, you know, today is a work day. Today is a kid's day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you work for yourself. So you have I your do. own business, um, which brings in, an, again, another added pressure because as a solopreneur, yeah. sole trader, um, you know, you have to do all of the business. You got to do all the marketing. You got to do all the content creation. You got to do the fulfillment. Um, you got to be answering the the e- you know, you see, yeah it makes my head spin <laughs> and you do all the so it's like well you know and, and I know you can make you know, maybe that's the beauty of the internet and stuff like that where you can have a, a nice lifestyle business that fits around your lifestyle but even mm-hmm. there's a certain mythology to that as well isn't there because to make it a successful business there's all these other things that have to happen to go on to make it a successful business um, and again is there enough time in the day to do all of that on your own and, I think and then do all the family stuff. And can I take time out from the business? And then it's hope, you know, it's doing whatever it's doing because now I got to go be a mom.
2: Yeah. And I mean, you know, like sometimes you'll message me, I'm like, can't talk. <laughs> I've got kid duty. Yeah. So it's like for that day, I can't respond. Like, you know, radio silence for a bit.
1: And by the way, whenever I send those, there is a, I have no conception in my head that you need to answer them at <laughs> any given time. I know that's another additional pressure that people put on themselves, isn't it, with messages? You think, mm. oh, someone sends me an email, someone sends me a text, I have to respond. And then some people are negative on the other end. If you don't respond to my text within a certain amount of time, they get all, you know, they get... Get antsy about yeah, it. Yeah, they do. Whereas I, normally when, I'm, when I fire off a lot of stuff at you at once, it's only because if I don't, I'll forget it. Yeah, yeah. So that's my way of thinking. I think by just put it out there, so... <laughs> I'm never saying, well, how come she hasn't messaged me back yet? Or or responded to it. Yeah. So yeah. So just So for the you record, well you know, yeah. you know, you know you <laughs> know me by now. It's radio because 'cause 'cause I've
2: yeah, got that just for the thing record. going on. Yeah. But yeah. Um so no, it is it is difficult and I think when you do run your own business, what actually happens is like if you when I think back to how it was when I worked in an office for somebody else. Yeah you might have extra things that you have to do sometimes, but you literally, you go, you do it, you come home, and then your time is your own, in whatever capacity that might be on your own with your kids. But when you're doing your own thing, I mean, you ask Ollie, it probably drives him nuts, that, you know, I'll be doing stuff in the day, okay, then from three o'clock till sort of eight o'clock, I have to go back to being in mom mode, and that's it. But then once the kids are in bed, we're having dinner, but I'm probably still answering emails, or setting things up on social media, or making a plan for the podcast, or whatever it might be, because those are the only hours I can do it. And if I could be like you and only need about five hours sleep, uh, that would be amazing. Be but good. I need about nine. <laughs>
1: well, here, now, now that you say that, because here's, uh, here's what I, you know, from my experience, you know, sort of working sort of full time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, you say everybody wants a piece of you, right? So I'm up and you're out at, you know, you're at seven, you've got to start getting ready for work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So then you go into work because there's an expectation that even though you're only being paid from nine to five, you've got to be in an hour early. Okay. So that you can get everything sort of set up, and then you can start working at 9. And then, of course, don't be seen being the first one going out the door at 5. So then you're generally around to 6 or 6.30 mm-hmm. at work. Um, you come home, so just, you know, I want to go to the gym, yeah. all right? But I just come through the door. Then you feel kind of guilty to say, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to the gym now. after the, And this is when the kids were younger. You know, I've been gone all day. Now I'm just going to turn around and go back out and go to the gym. And, you know, the kids are all happy to see you and all that. Um, I mean, my answer to that when I was younger and the kids were younger was i just go to the gym before coming home so that I could actually be home. Because, yeah, I yeah. feel guilty to turn around and just go right back out having have been gone all day. But then the kids want a piece of you. So yeah. then, you know, then maybe, you know, you might hang out and talk to the wife a little bit. But then you just <laughs> want your own... You need time, some decompression time, but then you got to get ready for work again. So that cycle just felt like, okay, well, when do I? Which was part of the reason why I started getting up really early. Mm. I started. I think you know what? There's no clay time in, <laughs> in this equation. So I started getting up at four o'clock. Oh
0: god!
1: But because nobody wanted anything from me at four in the morning, so I get I got to have from four to seven because the kids ha- wouldn't wake up, you know, before mm. then. So I had from four to seven. Ruth is asleep kids were asleep, nobody's wanted anything. And then that, I mean, that's what helped me to cope in that. And it was like, okay, well, I was feeling the pressure on the other end of the day. To try, if I try to do stuff on the other end of the day, then you feel guilty. feel, so, well, you got to do, you got to do all these other things. And it just didn't seem like I had time to do kind of the things that I like to do. And so I decided, Uh, i'd rather not sleep so that i could do those things i'd
2: be like a zombie if i got up
1: at four every day but it made it helped me to cope because four to seven i got to do reading i got to do my writing i got to do Mm. all those things Then for me then i could chill then it was like all right well seven the rest of the world can have their piece of me then because i've done my thing yeah Um, but without that space it was just you know making my making me ready to implode um in that sort of sense but yeah
2: so i mean i think it's just like you do have we all have the pressures men women no matter what kind of relationship you're in and i know that ollie absolutely has his pressures without a doubt and his job is like ridiculous with hours and and the times that he works and the days that he works and it's all over the place and we don't have a particular routine he doesn't do monday to friday he's you know all over the country and stuff and that has challenges in itself. But for, for for both of us, that has a knock-on effect. And um, but I, I, I don't know. With the the male thing hasn't really changed in forever. Mm. You know the the role in if you look at it as a traditional role it hasn't really changed particularly the how you oh, work. On, no wait. No, how no, you no hold
1: on, no hold on, no because no, no, now we're no, expected no, to no, do stuff no. at home.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now you want me to play right. with the kids.
1: You want me to change diapers. You want me to. Cook, you want wow me to the kids are 50 percent
2: yours so yes so
1: that has changed whereas before as you were describing your your conversation about your grandmother or mm-hmm. your mom and my dad, grandma yeah. your grandma as in breakfast is made for me my lunch is already made for me come home i get to sit and have my whiskey and read the paper and before i engage into you know so it's changed now we're expected to Particip- I know he says fifty percent by kid, but now we're ex- <laughs> <laughs> we're, ex- we're expected to fulfill that role now. Whereas previously you might not have been. So we've got to we've got to take on that because that's what the expectation is <laughs> that we do.
2: I think there has been so many years <laughs> of oppression of women, though, with men saying you've it's got to be like this and this is how we expect it. That now it's like damn right, you've got to like buck up a bit and do something because we're now doing otherwise. Otherwise, if you didn't. We, you would just go to work, but we would go to work and do all the kids' stuff, and do all the house stuff, and the cooking, and the cleaning, and the buying. What's and the, wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why you get like complete <laughs> parental burnout.
1: What is wrong with that equation? I like that equation myself, <laughs> but yeah. But so, and you're right. I mean, it, it's 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 changed in that sense. And in, in, uh, in fact, there's a book I read. It's called um. Was it called? Is it called Broken? Anyway, it's by a lady named Susan Fadaldi, Fod- okay. um, and she is. Her argument in this book is that men are now going through their identity crisis mm-hmm. or, or their oppression, bit because we don't know how to be men anymore. Because um, if you if you try and act like men would act, right. then you're either sexist or you're male chauvinist or you're all these other labels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're expected to be almost like these the um, metrosexual male and show our female side and all these other aspects of it that. You know, her argument is that we're having our own crisis, as in, mm. what 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 is a what is being a, a man today? What's a male's role? Um, you know, once upon a time it would have been, you know, the you know, would, you would know, sort of clearly defined aspect of the tribe and um, go out provide teach the next male generation on how to do the same thing? I
2: think the clearly defined role takes the pressure off Mm. for both sides. And perhaps, you know, I can see why in some respects that did work in previous generations, but I want more than that. I don't want to just be, I think I would be crazy if if all I did was home stuff and, you know, I love my kids more than anything, but it is hard going Mm. and actually going to work is much easier Mm. as much as men don't want to hear that. It really is, because it's a different and kind of pressure. maybe
1: it, isn't Because the dynamic has changed now. So the expectation... So so before the expectation was you had these roles, the gender roles or what have you, and you mm-hmm. go and you do these things. But then, with that now gone, and everyone is taking equal um, participation in the partnership... Yeah. Um, you're right. So now it's, yeah, hey, I want to have a career too. But hey, I... I you know, so you... You want to do more, and you want to do more outside of the home. Um,
2: well, I think it's, it's about getting that equality, isn't it? So you're both involved in the home life. You're both involved in working. You're bo- so let's say it's a traditional man-woman relationship, because obviously not all relationships are that. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You, two women, two men, whatever. That. have got
1: all sorts of stuff. The dynamics there, there and I yeah. mean, I don't know.
2: But, but our dynamic, I can only really talk from our experience, is that you kind of want to get it so that you've both got your own time, you've got time together. You've both got your working ability. You've both got home capacity. You have both got friend capacity, and it's actually trying to live as, as two equals with equal opportunities, and it's getting there. But we still have such a long way to go, and and so within that comes the pressure because we're not actually meeting in the middle. And part of that is, is the kind of the gender pay gap problem. It, there was some sort of stat that said, it's at the current rate, it's going to take about two hundred and two years for men and women to be paid the same amount, <laughs> mm. 202 years. Just do it now. Just make the rule. Everyone has to be paid the same. It's not difficult, but it but it won't. And so you then have... And
1: can men get as much time off as women? Well, they should Pay be able the, to. Yeah. That
2: That's the point. That you should, and at the moment, you can have shared maternity, straight paternity. But, of course, because generally, as an average, men earn more than women who... As a choice for a household, who's going to go back to work? The one that earns the most, mm. because if you're not going to get paid by the yeah, company, but
1: is it? Can you have the same amount of time as a woman has? So you can one?
2: split the mat leave now.
1: Because between you. Yeah. But what does that mean?
2: So if you get, say, nine months off once you've had a baby, yeah. you could, in theory, say, well, I'll take four and a half off, and so my your husband work can take. Pay? Well, you don't really get paid. You get right. like statutory pay, so you just get right. like a I can't remember what it That's is now right. from when I was off, but a couple hundred quid or whatever right. a month. So then you, one of you is going without a salary. Right. So the reason that females are usually the ones to stay home, partly, you know, you might be, like, breastfeeding your kids because yeah. it's the mum thing to do, but actually it's because, overall, <laughs> women earn less than men. So if you need money coming to the house, the man is going to go back to work, isn't right. he, from a practical perspective. Yeah, yeah. That's right. part, part of the issue. Um, so it, we're just not on an equal playing field, and I think, no, as much as we wanted, it's, it's just not there yet. And that's not the case for all but obviously. There are lots of partnerships where the woman brings in way more, more money yeah. way more money than the man yeah. but as an average when you look at it that's not actually quite how it works and yeah. that is part of the problem of us trying to have it all because the pressure is is immense
1: there's a question and maybe that's a, maybe maybe I'd be expanding the podcast to you know beyond <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just thinking well what's the what's the driver behind that what's is it what's changed in our value system mhm so, you know, the, you know, having a, a modest home um, and, you know, the whole sort of family unit and you come and you're happy just to live a very basic life with a basic home. Mm-hmm. Or is there now pressure for success in quotation marks to have more than just that, to have the big house, the two cars, the three TVs, everybody with a computer, everybody with a smartphone, I'd say um, there is pressure. Make loads of money so you can go on all these different holidays, like mm. and so now I have to work. You have to work more and more. Um, I mean, to some, earn of, some that of it's just of a of practical
2: money. thing, though, isn't mm. it? Like, obviously, more kids you have, the more it costs you. And I read a stat that from Scope, and they're a charity that work for equality for people with mm. disabilities. And in 2018, they had said that on average, life costs approximately 570 pounds more on average every month. If you are disabled right every month so and when you look at it the employment rate for sort of parent carers is only about 67% and part of the reason for that is because sometimes your children are so medically complex no one else is able to look after them they're not qualified (laughs) enough they'll allow you to do it but they wouldn't allow someone to be paid to do it so there's a lot of a lot of problems it's not just men and women It's, it's about you know that as well and from our perspective it's not me or Ollie that's the disabled person, but obviously Freddie is. And so our costs, and that I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say it's uh, 570 quid a month at the moment, but absolutely it costs us more money to look after Freddie than it does to look after or Jago because of the therapies he requires or the equipment he requires or whatever it might be. The type of car that we have is different because of him. So there's all of those things that, that come into play. So from a practical level, I mean, Ollie's always said, oh, if, if your earning power was more than mine, with pleasure, you could go to yeah, work. that's what
1: I say. Right? <laughs> yeah. But when it came down to
2: it, there's no way. There's no, no way he would want to be doing all the crap that I do. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, no I,
1: way. I, I, I could see that because I just remember back to the times when, you know, like if we went away for a, a weekend, mm-hmm. um, then he'd be like, oh, man, when's he getting back? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong.
2: Ollie's totally capable. Like If yeah. I wasn't here, I have absolute full faith. He would be able yeah. to do everything that I can do. And, but it's whether you want to or how you feel about it. And I, you know, I adore my kids, and it was absolutely our choice to have children. But man, nobody tells you how hard it's going to be yeah. and what a challenge it's going to be. Well, here's be. the
1: other thing as well. Like, kids just naturally gravitate towards their mom as well, isn't it? They Even do. if we're both in the house, my mm. kids used to always say, "Mom, mom." That's all oh, you ever heard. Yeah. You ever, you rarely ever heard, "Dad." Ollie will feel happy um, that you said that because he yeah. thinks it's just him. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's that always, "Mom, mom, mom, mom." Mm-hmm. mom. Um, all the time, regardless. <laughs> yeah, even if Ollie's yeah. in the kitchen and I'm in the right, shower, exactly. they'll be up there asking me for snacks when <laughs> I'm not even there. Go and ask him. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, I guess that's a human nature, ish mm. kind of thing. So, in terms of um, doing it all, then I mean, do you? I mean, where are we at with that? Can can? And I'm saying women do it all, but I could just, just as well say can mm. men do it all, or do we need to just reevaluate? what our focus is on, like figure out what the end point is, you know? Yeah. So, you know, what kind of lifestyle do you want to have? Does it need to be extravagant? Can it be less? So can you both look, work less because you have less needs? Yeah, I, mean I think um, that
2: that's totally possible, I guess. It's what you, I suppose it's just everything costs so much money, doesn't it, these days? Yeah,
1: well that's, th- that's, that's a whole another subject, isn't it? Just Ooh. the price of how you get consumerism and being yeah. kind of sucked into the system where you have to be earning just to you know live in a house and eat some food basically i mean i
2: want i want to say yes you can have it all Mm. and as a as a mum and a woman you can have it all but i don't think that is the case because something has to give it's really hard work and it's exhausting and it's overwhelming and i think if i gave up the work that i do perhaps I would be less stressed, but not because the work is stressful, because I love the work and that's why I don't want to give it up, but, but I'd be less stressed because I'd have more capacity to focus more at home. But without the work, that, you know, that is the bit that gives me almost like me time and a different kind of focus. And you know, There's something I,
1: about a soulness in that, isn't yeah. it? Like, it if, like your work you do feeds your soul. I mean, the kids are... Yeah. kids that's our own category isn't it Yes, sort the of family and the mm. kids and you have and you know that sort of unit but then there's the stuff you as because you're still a human being even though you're yeah. a, a parent so you have this need to want to have a purpose be able to contribute to society in mm. a way that's meaningful to to you and to others and so you know you have those desires as well they don't go away just because you know you have kids and you're a, a mom so they don't go yeah. away and it's you know how do you sort of balance out your desires and expectations and your obligations and balancing all that, mm. that sort of stuff. It's out hard to too. balance it, and
2: yeah. some of it is, um, you know, stereotypes and what people think. I mean, I can remember um, when I w- when the, when Freddie particularly was really little, and we went away. You know, people always, no matter where you go, what do you do for a living? What do you do? Because the expectation is the, yeah, yeah, that no, you work. Yeah, that you work. Yeah. And I was like, i was so fed up of saying, I'm a "Stay at home mom." <laughs> <laughs> because they, a lot of people don't see the value in it. I mean, yeah. they have n- they would have no idea what I was going through, but they ha- they just didn't see the value. So I'd be like, Ooh, what what random job could I say that I came up with? So I'd be like, oh, um, I'm a submarine engineer. Like yeah. I'd just come up with something really no, random,
0: like <laughs> and they'd be
2: like, oh, really? No, yeah. I'm a stay at home mom. <laughs> it just kind of got the conversation going. But there is that kind of feeling of,
1: but that's what a, am that's I giving a, to the world? That's an interesting cultural thing, isn't it? So I, I remember. Um, I went to Spain to do some work. I was scouting out some stuff. And it was in the winter time. and I found this little B&B to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the proprietor there, the guy was there, and his daughter was back from the States, and she was working there. But in the evenings, I used to go down, and her and I used to sort of chat because she spent time in the States as well. And this was in Spain. And she wanted a conversation, and she pointed this out. She was like, you know, in this, one of the things that she noticed about being in the States, which I guess is the same here in England as well, is that you know, one of the first questions out of people's minds, what do you do? Yeah. And what, so she said, it was like, what What did you do and what school did you go to? Mm. I don't find that you're, you guys don't ask that question as Not much. so much with the, the school. University, in, know, s- what, in some circles, they yeah, they would, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it definitely, what do you do? Yeah. And she was like, you know, for at least in the Majorca and that culture where she was in, she's like, she doesn't even know necessarily what some of her closest friends do, because it's, it's not a, topic of conversation right. you don't lead yeah. with you know what do you do um, which I thought was again interesting because you do have that thing of people say well what do you do yeah um and because of the I don't know what other stigma is probably the wrong word but maybe the perception as you say that if I say I'm a I ha- you only in fact you don't even say housewife anymore because that's 1950s yeah. isn't it what do you say now what's I the whistle- stay whistle- at what's the home th- mom or a a stay at home mom or I'm a primary caregiver or yeah. something like that, is it bad to be a housewife? See, I mean, I don't
2: I don't think it is. If it's right for you and right for your family, yeah. there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. And there are so many benefits. It's actually, I think, how you feel about it yourself. Yeah. And it's just me. I really struggle with that whole yeah. dynamic as to what it is. But you can what see with people's,
1: not everyone, but the reaction or the feeling. And maybe it's a perception on both parts. If you say, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom or a housewife, and then maybe you see something in their eyes and say, oh, yeah, okay, well, that's cool. Well, the perception <laughs> is, I
2: think... <laughs> Well, well, you're dull. You won't have a link to add to the conversation. Yeah. You don't really know what's going on in the world. So, no, there, there is a judgment there, yeah. without a doubt. Whereas if you, you know, work for, whether it's your own business or a company, then they'll start to ask you about that. So they can, I think part of it is actually just people's ability to have a conversation. Okay, yeah. And yeah. they lack that ability sometimes. I know where sometimes. to go if you say yeah. I work
1: at this. Yeah. But if you say, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom, I don't actually necessarily want to say, so okay, what's yeah, the case like? like mm, or okay. How do you make a, wh- yeah, where do you take the conversation? Maybe that's yeah maybe that's part of it okay so yeah so and now you did say something to me a couple of weeks ago that part of the model that was driving you is you didn't want to be like your mom let's hope she's not listening (laughs) 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 and uh, and that you see that you are becoming her
2: yeah i I sort of in in a way and again it's like Actually, there's nothing... Sorry, Mum. I know, sorry. She's in Greece at the <laughs> moment, so we're all right. Um, but I, there's nothing wrong with that, because actually she gave me that stable upbringing mm. that has contributed to who I am today. And, um, but I, I kind of remember growing up and seeing friends whose mums worked. And obviously, when you're little, you don't understand the dynamic of why that would be the case or the choices or even how much people earn or anything. You just, you just see that they have this career or whatever. And I suppose I had always fought against the model that I had grown up with. And that, that had been historic as well. So my mum, her sister, my paternal grandma, maternal grandma, aunts, you know, whatever. The women had always been more the home caregivers. I mean, but also mum chose that role. That's actually what she wanted. Yeah. She, she wanted a family and to be that, that mum in that role. So she, she she chose that life and got the one that she wanted. So, again, it's, it's about choices and what you like. Um but I was probably quite rebellious against that. And that's probably where a lot of my determination came from, in actual fact, that I wasn't going to have it like that. And I wanted to have a job and I wanted to have a career and, a, and an external meaning to the family. But actually, it's really hard work. Mm. And so having all of that, and the kids, but particularly having Freddie with additional needs, it's, it's pretty exhausting, in actual fact. And I said to you when, when I came in the, um, earlier on that I'm at the point now where I'm thinking oh, I so need a break, and I'd really like to either just be in the mountains walking around with the dog or lying on a beach somewhere because actually I'm really tired.
0: Yeah. There's
2: a lot going on, a lot of pressure from everywhere, even to the point where it's different today in that, you know, when I was six, there was no pressure at school. You yeah. don't think you, I don't remember having homework. There was none of that business, whereas they've got homework and they've got to learn lines for a play. And there's all this sort of stuff, which the pressure then comes on you. So you've got the pressure of yourself. And your your little people that you're looking after, and it's a lot. It's a lot to That's
1: do. A lot of stuff to juggle around. Yeah. And now my mom worked and my dad worked, so I had both parents were mm-hmm. away. And I think what did I? My biggest gain from that is it was always a push for my mother was to be independent. So I did yeah. you know cook my own breakfast, iron my clothes, get ready for school. Um. So it was a, c- because she had to she had to work. We didn't have the luxury of both parents being able to. Or either parent to be able to stay home, um, but there was a certain independence that came with that. So we had to look after ourselves. And mm. I had a younger sister, and then later on a younger brother. But you know, so you know, I had a responsibility for making sure that you know that we were safe. Um, but also, we—I don't know. I guess maybe matured sooner faster maybe in the sense that you know i could go to the, sh- the store and do things on my own at a young age and we actually probably let our own kids do yeah. because i had to because mom was you know gone i mean on that yeah. point i yeah. I went
2: to university and i couldn't cook a thing i mean literally right. i couldn't cook yeah. anything yeah. i don't think i could even boil an egg i don't know i don't know how many minutes to boil it for <laughs> <laughs> it's like how do you get to university not be able to boil an egg but and, and so that's not a criticism, of mum, because no, she was just no, she was exactly. just caring for she me doing and doing thing, yeah. doing those things. But I, I had
1: to. I mean, from you know, by the time I was high enough, I guess to reach to iron, I had to do my own. I didn't have to do the laundry, but I had to do my own iron yeah. and then get myself ready for school, make my lunch, um, do all that mm. kind of stuff. So there was an independence that came out of of that. Um, did I miss out? Maybe closeness. Maybe maybe I don't feel as close to my mum for that reason because yeah. she there was that that gap of time where it was you know not there. But the other thing I think was just to had to entertain myself as well. Yeah. We had to entertain ourselves in terms of you know your imagination and playing and you know all those things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like as you said, there's there's trade-offs to yeah. it.
2: There's pros and cons to everything. It depends um, on what you make out of it, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. And yeah, not to be rude to my mum, it wasn't that... I suppose I was just thinking it's, life sometimes follows patterns. And yeah. how it is for me right now, there's so many positives about it. But it's not necessarily what I had envisaged. And part of the reason, obviously, is because of Freddie and his knees. That does add a, another like double whammy to it. Um, and you know, you can never foresee those things happening. Mm. Um, but my, the way that I am resembles m- more closely... The, the mum that I grew up with, rather than the one that I envisaged being, I yeah. suppose. And but did you again, there's nothing want wrong to with have that.
1: Kids, did you always think, you know, did you think oh, I just want to be a career woman and go do that thing, or did you think oh, I want to get? So did you want to do the whole sort of Prince Charming, find you know your dude, get married, have kids, raise a family? Was that an ambition? Yeah, but I don't. Change, it or? was.
2: It's not like you know. Some of my friends was like, all they could think about was having a family, and you know, kids is their everything. I don't think that was the case. I mean, I was 31 when I had my first child. So back in the day, I would have been a geriatric. But, um, but I did know that I wanted it. But I don't know what it is that tells you that you want that necessarily. It's just an, something yeah. inside you, isn't it? But it wasn't like I'd envisaged exactly what it would be like to be a mum. I just thought I know that I would like a family and to, and to have children. And, and I'm really glad that I do. It's just trying to balance those things out. Because actually, doing the work that I do and giving me time out and even you know, doing this, actually, that makes me a better mum. Hmm. Because I've got time away to get my head together and then I can come back into it being the mum that I need to be rather than being this, like, you know, downtrodden. Oh, yeah. it's just the and kids again, and more as nappies. I'm, and
1: as I'm looking at the watch, you've got to get ready to go into mom duty as well because you've got birthday presents to pick birthday up. i
2: birthday presents to buy, <laughs> I've got to sort myself out. So, yeah,
1: so check it out. So there you go. So there we're juggling those things around. Now you got to get ready to put mom hats. In um back on <laughs> i know exactly so i've had my hours now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's it
2: so yeah. i do think i do think you can have it all to a degree right. but i don't think you can have it all and it not have an effect somewhere
1: you have to think about what the so the unintended consequences are that might come out of that yeah um and w- yeah what are the and what it
2: looks like it, w- it might not be that actually you work Monday to Friday, nine to five, and you have kids, and you do this, and you do that. It might be that it looks different today, and it's more, you know, like my work is fitted around the kids, and I don't work every day because I can't, or I, you know, grab an hour in the evening to do it, or whatever it might be. So, actually, today's way of working looks completely different, and that yeah. is, I think, having that flexibility is the way that we will make that work to have, to have it all. It's kind
1: basically. of that way forward, isn't it? To have the sort of lifestyle mm. business where you can fit... And I, you, I sometimes have an issue with the whole sort of work-life balance. I hate that term. but it's I don't have any. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's building a, a lifestyle business in that sense that it can fit around the things that, you, that, that are important to you. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the other model, which is give all of your life to the company mm. <laughs> and then they spit you out at your retirement age and give you a little bit of... Retirement money, to and I definitely don't want that after they've worn you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ah, exactly. We're done with you. Get out of this. <laughs> that's it. All right, excellent. Well, thank you for uh, coming on to do this episode with Pleasure. me. So, where can we people find you at online?
2: Okay, so you can um, find my podcast if you have a search on any of the platforms that you usually look on, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify um it's ceo of my special needs family and that's the podcast and it's um it's weekly but it is i am looking at going to a format where i have uh, a series or so have a bit of a break over the summer because quite frankly there's not a lot of time <laughs> <laughs> to get it all done if i'm really honest um so that's the main place you can find me but it, you can also visit amymanmentoring.com and everything is on there on my website you know blogs my online course if you want to access that for helping you to advocate for your children which is get your voice heard That's available on there, and um, it's a really, really small price, just £15, but you get lifetime access, and then access to a group where you can have continuous support from me and the rest of the Inner Circle on there. So you can find all the information there, but definitely check out the podcast, and it would be fantastic if you like it, if you'd leave uh, a review and subscribe. And um, uh, I think I will be sharing this episode on my podcast too, um, because I think it's a really valuable conversation that many many mums in my situation and dads, go through that like, and dads, be, and, dads, and just dads.
1: discount you be dismissed all the time parent carers
2: parent carers yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: absolutely and you're on twitter as well i'm and on twitter um <laughs> at instagram. amy man
2: i'm on instagram but i forget yeah. to go on it i am on there a bit but yeah. <laughs>
1: facebook you're on
2: facebook facebook and, and twitter are my my two key two platforms but other than the podcast yeah
1: yeah okay Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well thank you thanks a lot for being a wonderful guest.
2: Oh, thank you so much <laughs> for having me. <laughs>